that Robin Smith game sing. Episode 6 Freedom The big sandbox of freedom and just how much freedom do we really have to play in the worlds presented to us. What is it to be free? Sure we all have freedom of thought and near total freedom of expression. We are as people quite lucky. There are others who do not have the same freedoms we do. But how does that freedom apply to games? Is it conveyed as well as it could be? Do we really have total freedom over our actions while playing video games? Many games are sold to us on the concept of the freedom that they contain, that they gift to the player. Ultimately, there's three types of freedom. The freedom to explore, the freedom of choice, and the freedom to create. Those are the types of games that are sold to us. So let's look at exactly how much freedom we really have in these games, and really, how much freedom do we need. Yeah, so uh, my name is Wallace Fajardo. Uh, I am a co-host producer of True Geek uh, Media. Uh, most famously, True Geek Radio is our podcast. I think open world games are fantastic um, because I think it is the only time uh, that developers really get to do everything they wanted to in that project. Um and it's probably like the only medium where you find like the most secrets uh, or tuckaways and that kind of thing. With that, um, they are pretty broken. But um, as as far as making me feel free within my restrictions, sometimes too free. Um, I think guidance is is always a good thing to do or to have a carrot at the end of a stick um, in order to you know have a goal to accomplish. I think that's always a great thing um, that sometimes are are lost within the vastness of of being able to go literally anywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say the open world games have been the most engaging experiences that I've been having recently with video games. Um, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm very, I'm always down for a well-crafted experience. What one game do you think has come closest to representing true player freedom? Mm, Second Life, actually. No, Is I would, that I would, I would, a game? Huh? Is yeah, I mean, a game. I mean, I would say, I would say it's, um, it's close to a game. I mean, games are really, uh, is an interesting term. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not your typical game. It's not your, uh, but it's definitely fueled by goals and, um, and things that you need to do to accomplish them. And as far as like player choice, like it absolutely 100% gives you the most player choice. Um, being able to, if you have the wherewithal to customize the objects and bring them in. Um, and do certain things to that end. Now, as far as like your most traditional game, um, I don't think any of them give you freedom of choice um, because you're having to operate. Y- your choices are, are actively restricted or expanded based on what's happening in the game world at that moment. So um, I- I've never really thought anyone to be truly free in the, in the virtual environment. Uh, is more freedom what players really need, or is a more directed experience more rewarding? Uh, I think I think um, freedom with direction is probably the best way to go. Um, of course, 
too much directions of bad thing, uh, and, and Call of Duty is probably the best example I can make of that, because um, it's the most apparent, um, and, and then Final Fantasy XIII in, in recent memories, because goddamn, that was the longest hallway I've ever gone through. Um, but uh, I, I really think that you, you need to be able to play with the illusion. Gamers are smarter now than they were, or they have a, a better aptitude for gaming. Um, so you really have to play around with the decisions that you can make at any one time uh, in order for the player to not feel um, confined or bored. Open world games are an odd beast. A vast map in which you exist and have a narrative, but can also deviate and explore. They provide an illusion of freedom, but every action you can partake in is scripted and manipulated by a selection of variables. When done right, these explorative worlds can swallow hours and even days of our time. When done wrong, they become boring, confused and a chore. A multitude of fetch quests that can have the player feeling disappointed. The Grand Theft Auto series is most famous of all the open world games. The series has come under fire, no pun intended, for its violent content. And while the developers and games defenders will always say that there is a player choice involved in the violent acts, it's still the game's design and restrictions that limit player choice and drive them into violent acts. In a game like GTA, freedom is a lie. Well, hello, my name is Sam Turner and I'm a regular contributor and producer for the website inretrospectpodcast.com. As well as hosting my own monthly show, I also feature and edit and produce our monthly show, Free Play. And um, I also from time to time dabble in video games criticism for a number of internet outlets. Um, I, I admit that I've never really had much experience of um, open worlds because I am slightly daunted by the experience of of existing in a place and um, playing in a place that um, I will never have the chance of seeing at all or experiencing everything. The reasons that I play the games that I do is because I want to have an experience from A to B and I want to have... and I want to you know, join up with characters and, and, and sort of be not essentially funneled. I like a, I like a bit of freedom, but I like to you know, know where I'm going and know what I'm doing. And to that extent, obviously, the open worlds, they, they do achieve that. And that does create a feeling of being quite open and accessible. But you've got to question how open a world is or how open uh, a, uh, a an expansive location like that is that forces you to do limited quests or forces you to go to certain locations to fulfill certain tasks that um, you know rely on a on a limited number of equations and 
voice kind of things. So, in that way, you know, they're not very free and open. You can't go into those worlds and do what you want to do to succeed. You've got to follow their path. You've got to follow a, a, a set of predetermined um, uh, rules to uh, to really exist and to progress and to take it further. You can't go around and do whatever you want to, to buff up your stats, really, or you've got to do something that the game determines that you do. So in that way, they're not really free at all or really that open that is open a term that just describes the fact that the that there is a world without walls and there is a sense that if you see something you can go to it and possibly that's that's more truer than a, a sense of freedom I think that a, a game that you know I've played that shows a true sense of freedom is um, I mean the I think that every game is, is limited in a way to what it allows you to do there, there are only so many conversations you can have there are only so many um, bad guys you can kill until you get to the next level you can't you will fail again if you don't if you don't complete a certain amount of objectives and you know there, there are games that allow you freedom in terms of do you want to be bad or do you want to be good and, and those kind of things but surely the greatest amount of freedom that you have in a game is a sports game because when, when I'm playing a game of FIFA I'm free if I want to to try and score with a goalkeeper or I'm free if I want to to um, you know put everyone up front and you know put Wayne Rooney in goal I've got complete control over every single variable on that pitch I can control the weather I can control the, the, the shape of the ball I can control how my team play and um, I can even control who who the manager buys and who doesn't buy and then when the game actually starts I have complete freedom over to a certain extent I have complete freedom over how I want to play how I want to um, tackling the opposition um, and most sports games are like that that they give you that freedom to go about achieving the goal which is winning any way you see fit and no other game really is like that. So what of choice? Are there games that allow for you to be more selective with your actions? To an extent, yes. Dersex, Fable, Infamous and others give you a chance to walk along an albeit scripted narrative path, but choosing it to do it in the way you see fit. You have to sacrifice freedom of exploration to an extent, but you often get to be the person you want to be, or choose to be. This also comes with its own issues though. Too much free choice can cause a story to spiral out of creative control, variable after variable juggled in a comprehensible story. On the flip side, try to tighten player choice, you could end up with a story 
that doesn't meet player expectations. We need only to look at the Mass Effect 3 ending fiasco to see how choice and expectations can ruin an experience. Oh, my name is Paul Rooney, and um, I'm a staff writer for Ready Up. That's ready-up.net, which is a, a video game-based uh, blog. I, I, that's not really my idea. I, I don't actually like open-world games. The last open-world game I played was uh, Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And how, how free did it make you feel? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like them because I don't feel like I am given enough options. So I guess I am answering your question. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think they're free at all. You know, I think that they, by being quite big and expansive, they, they kind of pull the wool over your eyes and, and make you think that they're open world. But I think it's just the same amount of content just stretched over a much bigger map. You know, um, like it's the Grand Theft Auto or something like that. I just find it exceptionally boring you know what how is that an open world if i have to get in a car and drive for five minutes just no that doesn't make sense to me um no i i'm no i don't think i don't think any game that i've played open world wise has conveyed that sense of freedom uh, very well at all What one game do you think has come closest to representing true freedom? Do you know, uh, it would have to be Dark Souls. Because mm. I, the, the thing I liked about Dark Souls, it was so wide and so open. But there was always something to do. And there was always numerous things to do. And I could always choose what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it. You know, I could go kill some monsters and get some stones to upgrade a weapon. I could go look for other weapons. I could go look for secrets. I could do this, do that. And I felt compelled to play that game because there was always that sense of something to do. And I'm choosing what I want to do. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I guess I'm not that much of a fan of, of such authored experiences, as I said. But um, I did feel, I, I, I felt like that world was very, rich um, and complete and substantial and free so I would have to say Dark Souls has, has got the the balance right I would say between authored authorial control and freedom for the player then there is a the freedom to create games like Minecraft and Little Big Planet each strive to allow users to do what they want Often they can be addictive, engaging, and great building communities. But are these games, or are they more like tools, development kits? Can they be accepted as both? On top of that, is creative freedom opening up another kettle of fish? Whatever that means. While many people use both games' tools to have fun and create, others have just taken on plagiarism and ripping off existing games and ideas. Sometimes complete freedom of choice in equipment and toolkits leads to a complete drought of imagination. Both games also have more 
game-like elements. Story or survival modes, for example. Is adding these modes distracting from the point of the games themselves, misdirecting the user? Um, I'm Joey, um, Joe Calvo, um, and I am the uh, founder and co-host on the Last Save Loaded podcast. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, I, uh, myself, and Jake and Justin um, talk about all the games. We go back and revisit all the titles and basically um, try to relive those moments that uh, we had as uh, younger gamers and uh, try to bring them back into the uh, to the foreground so that uh, these games don't get forgotten about. And um, really it just started as a, as a getting rid of the part of shame idea, but uh, we've slowly managed to put things together and uh, revamp the show and um, well basically it's it's going really well it, it's uh, it's on a fortnightly basis it's on iTunes and and uh, and uh, well worth a listen as far as I know it's uh, it's got quite a quite a bit of a following personal favorite moment in games I've got a lot of different favorite moments I think I would uh, I would find it really difficult to just pinpoint one um, I would say uh, Red Dead Redemption for me is is a big highlight Portal 2 is a big highlight um, I'm obviously not going to spoil these games but um, there are moments there are moments in there that I think uh, are truly spectacular and uh, you know the other games as well that cause a bit of sadness, a bit of tear in the eye, uh, you know, Metal Gear, uh, Red Dead again. Um, yeah, I, I don't have one specific moment. I think I think there's lots of different things that I've experienced and, and like experiencing in games differently. And uh, that's one of the reasons I have such a huge collection, because uh, I enjoy going back to, to relive those moments and, and play those games again. Most important game you have ever experienced? Most important? Mm. I think I think I would have to go for something early, something early in my, my gaming experience. I would have to choose uh, something like a Pac-Man or uh, Donkey Kong or or something like this because I think that's that's very important that's one of the things that put my eyes in into the, the, the direction or, or made my eyes go in the direction of the of the gaming future and where this industry was going uh, way back when and it's it's helped me to understand and see how gaming has progressed over the years what's necessary you know because you, you're you've got your finger on the pulse you know from reading magazines and now we have the the internet to keep us up to date with everything so i think the change has been very very quick and over a, you know, a number of years that and, and it'll go on again so i think that change or when it happened when i became aware of what games really were and what part they played in my life i think um i would say the early ones and I couldn't give you one because I played a whole load but uh, the coin ops the, the Pac-Mans the, yeah, those those are very very important for me because uh, 
they've opened my eyes to gaming and, and uh, uh, made me made it a hobby that I enjoy still today. Who is the single most important person, or if you like, team working in the industry today? Who is the most important person? Or team. Or team. <clears throat> My personal favourites uh, would have to be Rockstar. I think um, the Rockstar developers have have a lot uh, of potential, and I think they've got something up their sleeve that's not yet been revealed that they're probably working on at the moment because they've always given you know the GTAs and the Red Dead Redemptions and stuff like this uh, something special to gaming they've always put the little tiny touches in games they've always made those small little tweaks that make a game memorable and I have a feeling that these are great developers they really send the right message to gamers and they take a lot of time to make their games good and spend a lot of time um, developing them properly and I think that they've got something something big and I don't know whether it's going to be in the next uh, generation console or what but um, I've got high hopes for, for Rockstar I'm sure they're going to produce something miraculously brilliant at some stage What does the term sandbox mean to you? Uh, so it's a box where you import sand from Home Depot um, or so. from the public dump. Um, and then you play things like monster trucks and, and dump trucks with it. That's what I believe sandbox means to me. Okay. And you get your sand from the dump. Yeah, I meant to say like a construction site. <laughs> there, there was a. Uh, there's. I'm not going to touch it. No, I mean we can leave in dump, but I meant to say construction site because like I always, uh, there's a. Uh, again, another childhood memory where I remember this giant dirt mound existing in Fort Worth behind my backyard for some reason, uh, but we ended up like taking dirt from that and like making like a dirt box out of it, and it was pretty rad. So. <laughs> Open world games are a beast. Oh, beast. That beast. <laughs> oh, talk up, boy. Talk up. Then there is the freedom of. Whoa!